Hello. Hi. Welcome to E for Effort. I'm Kristen. And I'm Alex. And Happy New Year. It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit. Alex and I haven't actually set eyes on each other in like two whole weeks, so. I missed you. I missed you too, babe. We had a very emotional homecoming. We did. We looked deeply into each other's eyes. We hugged for a few minutes. Right on top of Greg. Pat each other's hair for a while. I did tell Alex she looked skinny because she did. She looked really skinny today. It's <gasps> the nicest thing anyone's ever said to she me. She didn't say anything nice back to me, so I guess that's where our friendship is, I guess. I said you look tan. That's I a mean, lie. but I was like in the dark, so you couldn't really tell. So you only knew that based on my sunburned Snapchats. How dare you? You're oh, I'm so sorry that I follow you on social media actively. Good. You should be sorry because it's probably the worst thing for your eyes, honestly. No. No, I, I'm really bad at social media. Alex is really good. That's why she does all of our social media. That you should be following. Follow us. Yeah, please. follow us. Interact please, with please, us. Please, 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 please. Um, our handle on Instagram is at E for Effort Pod Cast. Pod is, it? is Pod is Twitter. Remember That's what you, I thought you, you said. Oh, just kidding. Okay, so yes, Instagram <laughs> at E for Effort. This is why we can't have nice podcast. things, Alex. Okay. And then I'm, Instagram I'm is E for Effort Podcast. Right Twitter is at E for Effort Pod. On Facebook, we're at for E for Effort as well. And mm-hmm. then you can email us. Yeah, if you really want to. <laughs> if that's something that you want to do. Listen, honestly, here's the thing. We are making this up as we go along. We're flying by the seat of our our pantaloons so if you have if you're like hey i really want to hear an episode that i really want to hear you guys' hot takes on i don't know something that is interesting like numerology then email shoot us an email and we'll consider it if we know anything about it actually even if we don't probably still talk about it we have no problem making things up wait you said numerology and i know this has absolutely nothing to do with it but it's just as random to me i was in a meeting today and we ended it on this note uh my, not coworker, my client today was talking, no, that's not the right word either. I don't know. But anyways, the person I was in a meeting with uh, was talking about this theory of swatting or this, not theory, but this new swatting? thing. Swatting? Like swat a fly? No. So it happens there. Uh, I already don't like this. Do you know what? Or I got excited. I don't like this. Do you know what twitching is? Or like, is that right? No. <laughs> Isn't it a Twitch? Yeah, it's just Twitch. It's just streaming on Twitch. Okay. Oh, so okay, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I'm I'm already wrong. Do you watch so Twitch? A Twitch. Thank you. Not twitching. Twitching. I know what twitching is. That's <laughs> what I do whenever I smell champagne opening. Am I right, guys? Oh Fellas. This is off the rails already. Okay, so no. So people streaming Twitch yeah. will get mad during a game. Mm-hmm. And this new like craze that's happening is that they will literally call the police Call 911 and give them your address and tell people that you are holding people hostage and that, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really know all the details because I was like so mesmerized that I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Who's calling the police on who? People that are, that's like a felony, right? People that are streaming Twitch Uh literally will get like upset during a game and they will call the police on the person that's gaming. No, no, no. You don't understand. The person that's gaming is the person streaming. So you're saying... The person watching the stream. Will call the police on the person streaming. Yes. How do they know their address? I, I don't know. I don't see how that's possible. I don't know. But anyways, so they say that someone's dead and that there's a hostage, hostage situation 
and that the guy might kill themselves or whatever. I don't know. All these details. And the SWAT team freaking shows up at their house. That can't be true. It's a literal... It's true. Greg is agreeing with me right now. Yeah. Died? It's like a straight up phenomenon. It's horrible. Um, so what we should take away from this, dear listeners, is that people are monsters. Isn't that crazy? And the internet is a horrible, scary thing, much like they discuss on Black Mirror, which Alex and I are going to binge watch tonight, much to her dismay. Oh my God. That was my first conversation in a meeting back from the new year. And I was like, Welcome this is back. how we're people starting off 2018. calling the SWAT team on people and they're dying. Wait, Swatting. I... Okay, so is it like people are pulling a... Is it like a prank? It's supposed to be a prank. Yeah. So most streamers are teenage boys. Right. So they're dumb and give out their addresses. So then you can... Um, it's a fun, Instead of TPing somebody's house now, you get the SWAT team to show up instead. And most of the time it's like a no harm, no foul. Um, except no people get fined when the SWAT team shows up and everybody's pissed off about it. But right. For the first time somebody got shot and died. Yeah, it was bad. Well, that's like um, really there's a last it's podcast horrible. on the left episode about um, like the horrible things that happen on the internet, and like one of them was about this girl who was like a cam girl or like a streamer or something, and she they were asking her to like show medicine bottles or something. Oh God! And um, they were like, oh, show us like what's in your medicine cabinet, and she did it not thinking about it, and they got her address off of that and like her name and her birthday and they got like all of her information oh, and started no. harassing her and like she worked at like a school or something and they were or she was like going to school Poor and they baby. sent her and like all her professor stuff like it was totally horrible that is and they awful. like completely harassed her I, why Aww. are people like that i don't know but do you remember when chat roulette was a thing because uh, yeah okay vividly, it was the best but also horrible oh my god it was a monstrous wasteland full no, of no, yes, no 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 it was it monsters. was so terrible but my favorite thing that ever happened in college, not really, but one of them, um, my best friend's little brother, Bond, was dating this beautiful- Wait, his name was Bond? Yeah, his name is Bond. Like, like on his birth certificate, his parents wrote the word Bond. A hundred percent, yes. That's awesome. And he is, yeah, he's awesome. Is he awesome? I mean, you kind of have to be. Like, yeah. He Bond. He lives up to the name for sure. He's like Good. the coolest little brother. Cool. So sweet. Know. So he was dating this beautiful, beautiful girl named Carrie. As you do when your name is Bond. Right. And uh, we were all sitting around playing on chat roulette. And so we put Carrie in front of the computer. Not me. I was like doing my makeup at this time. But a bunch of people put Carrie in front of the computer. So she was the face. And all these guys would be like, oh, my God, like show us your boobs or whatever. And then it would be like Bond that would put like his hairy nipple up to the screen. <laughs> and it was just so stupid and so funny. But no, chat roulette was such a weird phenomena. And like it had the best intention. But like, yeah, so but, I don't oh. think there was ever something that went left so quickly it went so wrong so i mean fast. within the first use i mean i don't think even people like ever used it for what it was intended for mm-hmm. no the internet is a scary scary place folks but it really is but now you know, bitcoin is a thing not just on the dark web anymore guys i don't understand it's not real money right is it you can buy stock in it now so i don't but like I don't know. but like what does that mean stock in what i don't know I always thought of Bitcoin of, like, you wanted to buy a kidney. Then you would, like, use Bitcoin to do it. But, like, like, but like Alex, so you want to give you a little buy, history lesson. Back in the olden days, yeah, they used to be like, oh, you're a sheep farmer. I'm a beet farmer. I'll give you 10 beets for one of your sheep. And it's like, that's how currency starts, right? I like, love that you trade. use beet farmer because I've been obsessed the office. with the office. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much on my mind at all times. But it's like that's how currency. So like things have to have value, right? So then eventually, no, we I, dug up like shiny metal, and we were like, oh, gold has value. We decided it does. No, I now, understand. Now gold buys us ten sheep. But like, 
I think how, it's like, how is this assigned value? Do we assign it value? Like, like you I know, don't... the coins that you buy in, like, uh, Candy Crush and, like, games that you play on your phone, like, app games. Right. That's what I think of Bitcoin as. But, like, like you get something that. from that. You get lives or, like, you get – you can use that currency on something and it's backed by your actual currency. Yeah, I think you have to buy it with your actual currency. No, I know you do, but, like, why? I don't know because it's not traceable. But, like – Eventually, it is like uh, every, it, it's got an IP address. Yeah, yeah, but it's a you same. have a wallet, like you have a little like Bitcoin wallet. Like it wasn't traceable though for the longest time, and that's why I think it had such a dark thing I associated just, with it. I just don't understand it, and I don't I think don't I either. ever will. And like I honestly, really don't. if it makes a bunch of people rich, like good for you. You know, our generation missed out on stuff like Microsoft or whatever, mm-hmm. so Google. So, like, good for you. I hope we someone strives to like, rich. Real but like, starting salaries out of I, college. Well, honestly, <laughs> can we? Real. Let's. I mean, if we're gonna get into that, that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> with a whole nother bottle of wine. But like, I totally support people trying to get their money. Like, get your coin how you can, fake or real. But like, I personally don't get it at all. I want to get some coin from this podcast. Hey, hey, we just kidding. We, we don't. We, we don't. Won't. We, won't. we really don't. Um. So, yeah. So, how was your holidays? Um, my holidays were good. Yeah? Lots of family time? So much family time. Uh, yeah, they were really nice, actually. I brought Medi with, and we had a great time. My sister's dog is home. Well, I mean, my sister's home, too, but... Um, <laughs> but, like, more importantly, her dog's home, so, like, <laughs> that's Calvin's good. home, too. Uh, so, the dogs wore themselves out every day, which was really great. That's good. Yeah. We had a nice time. How about you? It was really good. I, you guys got to meet my little brother last week. Or, yeah, so. Austin was so sweet. He was. We got to spend a lot of um, fun family time. My aunt came in town with her fiance, and then um, we just had, you know, like a good, fun, laid-back Christmas. And my brother has a dog, too, Porter. Nice. Um, and cute he's name. super cute. I love him. He's huge, though. Like, he's humongous. Um like, oh, we'll have to post a picture of me holding him on it because he takes up my entire torso. I'm like, I'm a big chick. Like, that's a big dog. Um, and he's, like, you know, not even a year old yet. So cute. So cute. Um, and he's, like, really well-behaved. So my brother is uh, big into hunting. Obviously, like, we're from Texas. And um, so he's training Porter to be, like, a hunting dog. So Porter can't, like, play um, – he's not allowed to have toys that squeak. And oh. he's not allowed to play tug of war because, like, he doesn't. My brother doesn't want Porter to get in the habit of chewing on what he's got because yeah. he's a bird dog. Okay. So the idea sense. is when you're in the blind. So like when you go duck hunting, mm-hmm. you're in water basically, and you're in like a blind in the water. So what? You, so that you don't have to go and wade yourself out and get the bird you shoot. Mm-hmm. You have a bird dog ideally. Makes sense. Yeah. So Porter is my brother. Going to be my brother's bird dog ideally, and my brother's actually doing a really good job training him. Like I was really proud of him as like a big sister because it's weird when you're siblings like your little siblings have like responsibility and like yeah. like my brother owns a dog and like is actually very successfully training him like he's really well behaved he's I mean he's like not even a year old and he's he doesn't jump up on you he doesn't like bark like he's very like well behaved and good that's awesome and um Austin trains with him like every day and he's Austin is like one of those dog owners that's like really disciplined but also very loving because like you know some people that like train mm-hmm. their dogs are like super like, a dog is not a pet. Like, right. he's still clearly my brother's pet, but he's, like, a pet with a purpose. So, it's really weird, because I was going through the pet store, and I was like, oh, I want to buy Porter something. And I was like, well, he can't have any tug-of-war things, and he can't have anything that squeaks, and he can't have it. And I was like, what can this dog, like, what, Aww, what can this yeah, dog yeah. do? And it's like, but it makes sense. If you have a bird, if your dog is literally his purpose is to go get a bird and bring mm-hmm. it back to you, you don't want him chewing on it. Like, No, that makes sense. So... 
It's really cute. Austin and his little puppy are so cute. And his fiance was there, which was super sweet. And um, she's so nice. And um, it was just really fun. And then we went to Columbia, which everyone saw. I hope everyone liked my Instagram. I couldn't tell if I was being obnoxious. The only no. person that voted for no was James because he's a jerk. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 Columbia's gorgeous. People there are so amazing. And it's, oh, everyone that gets a chance, like, you should go. No, your stories were amazing. I was so jealous the whole time, freezing in the tundra while you were dancing under the moonlight in, like, 79-degree weather. It was amazing. It was stunning. Like, literally, I was texting Alex, like, you're over here in a blizzard of epic proportions, and I am sunburnt. I I legitimately got sunburnt. Like, well, how does that happen? It's it's January and I'm sunburnt. Like, mm-hmm. what even? But it was so fun. I will say, my experience... So, my husband's family lives in Barranquilla. And um, I know I butchered it. So sorry. Actually, and we had a Colombian download last week. Two Colombian downloads. Like, I bet it was his cousin and, and, or whatever. Shakira, um, Shakira. No, it was not Shakira. It was oh. probably his cousin. <laughs> um, and um, I... Have a complete newfound respect, like respect for people that move to countries or like live in countries or visit countries, mm-hmm. and they don't speak the language. Because honestly, like I speak very basic. I can kind of get my point across a little bit Spanish. Like I took four years of Spanish, and I can still barely grasp it. Um, my husband's fluent, so that was really helpful because he can like. I mean, he's fluent. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing quotation marks. You can't see it, but. Um, so he could be, he was really helpful. His mom obviously speaks like five languages. She was helpful. Um, but like, it's so, it's so scary to not speak the language and like street signs are in a different language. Like people come up and talk to you in a different language and like, it's exhausting. You're constantly trying to translate and there's a real I don't know, like, if we have any listeners who are not native uh, English speakers and, like, live in America, you can tell me your horror stories. But, like, the fear of panic you get when someone is talking, like, at the airport. And someone's, like, talking to you and, like, there's a problem with your passport. Like, my brother-in-law, at the very end of the trip, um, we were all trying to stay together because, again, two out of the five of us spoke good Spanish. You know, my brother-in-law speaks it a little bit, but we were trying to all stay together. And, um somehow we got separated and it was like me and my oh, brother-in-law no. my brother-in-law doesn't speak spanish at all either well, he speaks it okay but like we were on the same spanish level like barely at all and um we were in the wrong boarding group but we were trying to board with the rest of the family and for some reason our boarding passes were like like not with the rest of the family yeah. we were like in a separate group and so we didn't know that and so like the woman stops him at the thing and she's like speaking spanish to him and he's clearly panicked looking and like looking oh, no. at me and like i don't speak spanish i don't know what to tell you so luckily the lady just clearly looked at us and was like, oh, these stupid Americans, they don't know what I'm saying. So she just, like, let him go. Because it was, like, clearly he's just, like, kid that's panicked and, like, oh separated from his family. So it just, that whole, con- and that was, like, that's not even the real, like, experience people go through that, like, live in countries or come to countries and don't speak. Like, I was there for five days and it was overwhelming. Like, yeah. I can't imagine moving here and speaking no English. And, like, and the cons of people being, like, you're in America, speak English. It's like, yeah, I mean, after like maybe five or six years, like I get it. Maybe you should try and learn the language, but like it's scary and it's exhausting and like it's overwhelming. And I totally have a newfound respect for people that, that are not native speakers and go to anywhere. I also hear that, uh, English is a very hard language to learn. It's oh yeah. hundred percent. Uh, it doesn't come easy. Maddie had that experience too. Cause he was like first in his class for, uh, English and everything when he was in Morocco. And, um, he, so he was like, I got this. When he came to America, he got here and he was like, what are people saying? And it took yeah. him a month to really 
adjust and like well, and get it's in. all colloquialism too. Like so, um, that's part of the problem in Colombia. My so my husband's family's from Barranquilla and Barranquilla and. Um, and we didn't go to like you know when you're you know when you go on vacation and you go to like resorts yeah and it's like everyone there speaks English because they deal with us annoying American tourists who don't bother to learn another language so they're like well we've got to learn English because they're not going to learn Spanish mm-hmm. and um, so everyone there speaks English and then you like we didn't go to like a resort like we went to the neighborhood that my husband's family lives in mm-hmm. you know what I mean like oh, everyone yeah. there spoke Spanish primarily some people spoke kind of English. But most people, are, like, his family speaks pretty good English, most of them. Um, but it's like, one, I felt kind of disrespectful. Like, I'm in your country. I should at least try mm-hmm. and speak Spanish, right. even if it's bad and butchered. And I will say this about people that speak Spanish. At least in Colombia, this was my experience. And in Costa Rica when we went. is like, they're just so excited that you're trying to yeah. make an effort. Like, oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not like when people that, like, sometimes Americans get kind of uppity about, like, people not pronouncing things right or using the right, like... Oh, like, we make fun of people with broken English or whatever. We get uppity about a lot of things. We here, do, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, people that speak Spanish, they were like, I used the wrong, I used you. I, like, instead of saying, like, I'm having a good time, I would always say, like, you're having a good time. For some reason, the two is, like, what I want to go to. Aww. And it's so sweet. Like, they, like, they get it and they listen to me and they're understanding and they'll correct me, like, politely, like, oh, you mean, like, yo, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, crap, you know. It's like, but they're just so excited that you're trying. And it's like, his family is so sweet about it, but it's everyone there spoke Spanish. Like, yeah. no one there is speaking English. And, like, when we went to Cartagena, like, it's a little bit different because it's more of, like, a little touristy place. But still, most people, like, spoke Spanish. And I will never forget the first time we went out to eat um, in Cartagena. I got the menu, and it was totally in Spanish. Oh, gosh. Like, it was totally in Spanish. It was all in pesos. And I just, like, looked at it, and I was like, I wanted to be that annoying person. I was like, excuse me, where's the English menu? Like, thank God I had DA who, like, spoke. And, like, I could get certain words. Like, I know pescado means fish. And I know, like, leche means milk. And, like, I knew, like, certain words. But, like, for the most part, I'm like, I don't I can't read this. Like, could you imagine you come no. to America and you get a menu in English and you're just like, wait, what? Like, that's how I was um, in Venice. I, my mom and I were trying to order pizza and it was completely in Italian. So we thought we were ordering salami pizza and it was salmon pizza. Oh. And we're like, okay. It was, it was like, okay. I had the same experience though in Europe. Like, I felt like everywhere we went people were trying they were very very appreciative that we were we were giving it a college try yeah. to speak the language except for paris i was gonna they say so my mom ones. my mom said that when she went to france she tried really hard to speak french and clearly my mom speaks no french but they get real mad if you don't speak it right which yeah. i mean like honestly you can't blame them because it is not i get the same i get the same way in chicago like, if I'm walking down downtown Chicago and some annoying tourist comes up to me and, like, is trying to speak to me in a different language, I'm like, lady, I got to get to work. I got to go. Like, I don't have time yeah. to explain to you where the freaking bean is in whatever language you're speaking. Right. But it's like, dude, they're, they don't know. Like, right, right, right. They don't like, know. They don't know. And it's terrifying to not know. Right. And the least you can do is be considerate. And, like, it totally makes you wake up and take a step back, like, I should really... I should really try. Totally. And, like, learn things. Like, I told I told Diaz, like, the next time we go to Colombia, like, I'm taking, like, an intensive, like, six-week course. Like, I'm going to speak better Spanish. Because the other problem is 
then you don't talk. Like, you can't communicate with people. Oh, for sure. And then it's, like, I feel bad because, like, I'm meeting his family. Like, I want to talk to people. I want to, you know, I want to, like, have a connection with them and make meaning. Because they're my family right. now. And it's not even just, like, an extended weird branch of his family. Like, this is his, like, all of his mom's family. Right. You know? So it's, like, I really want to try and connect with these people and, like, be so a part sweet. of their family. But if you don't speak the language, I mean, right. so it was... Columbia was absolutely amazing. I can't – I told DA, I'll say it again, it's my favorite place I've ever visited, like, anywhere that I've visited. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's beautiful. The people there are so – the Aww. culture there is phenomenal. Like, seriously, whenever, like, his family gets together, it's all of them. His entire extended family. Like, wow. all of his mother's sisters come in, His, you know, her, her brother, her grand, her mother, her great aunt, like, everyone. And it's, like, even, like, in-laws. Because so – when DA and I got married, sorry, I'm talking like a lot in this episode, I realize. But like, honestly, the funny thing is, I haven't seen Alex in a long time. So I just want to tell Alex all my stories. And like, you're also here too. Like, I love it. So when we got married, his family was really like open and like they invited my family over to all the holidays. And like, Aww. my family and his family do a lot of stuff together. Like, you know, we're yeah. like once away from taking vacations together, basically. And I always thought that was like so sweet of them. And like, I didn't 100% get it. Yeah, like and now that. I do. It's because in Colombia, like with his mom, his mom was saying like, you know, if, um, you know, if circumstances were different, like his aunt and her family would be there and like other people's family. It's like everyone all hangs out like together. Right. Even like in-law family. That's so nice. It's really cool. And I it's like really that. sweet. And they're all so like loving and fun and wonderful i just it totally makes sense how his mom came from those people because those his columbian family are just like the absolute sweetest people and his mom is just the best and it's like it was so great to be there i know i love her that's really Um, sweet i'm glad you had a good trip thanks and if any of them are listening muchas gracias por todo I love See? it. Good I know. Job. I know. That's, I said, that's all I said. I said, oh, muchas gracias. And I said, um, what else is my other thing I always said? Uh, oh, and they, so the other thing is like with colloquialism, like I kept saying like, oh, que delicioso. You know, when I was saying something was delicious and like, oh, actually in Colombia we say que rico, which means, actually it means rich. Ooh. So they're saying like, oh, how rich, like how delicious, how wonderful. So they'd say que rico. And then I kept saying like, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And they're like, oh, here we say um, que lindo, que linda, which means like sweet and wonderful and fantastic. Like Aww. it's like a diff- it's like their little like yeah. their slang. And it's like, how am I supposed to know that? Because like I know the Spanish 101 textbook, you know, like it's bonita for beautiful and delicioso right, for right. delicious. You know, it's like, oh, no, here we say this and this. So I it love was, it. It was great. Good enough about me. I just want to say that I uh, took French in Duolingo while we were away for Christmas break. How'd you do? Uh, I'm a solid 17% fr- uh, fluent. Say something in French. Well, okay. So, Maddie, one of the things he always says, one of his favorite stories, is that um, we were texting, like, good night, good night. And then, like, five minutes later, his phone lights up, and all the text from me says is Le Chien et Noir, which means the dog is black and Shadow's black. So <laughs> I was just practicing my French, but he was so proud. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back to Paris and be like, mm-hmm, take that 17%. Sucks suck. Bam. How you like them? Oh, how do you say apple in French? Uh, le como, palm? Como them manzanas, son. It's, it's palm in French. Palm? I think. P-O-M-M-E. Palm. Like Mm-hmm. Ah, Greg gave it the thumbs up. Oh, good job, Alex. Uh, Ready to go, friends. 
So, okay, this episode, actually, it's funny that we talked for so long in the beginning because we were just going to interview each other. We were, but first we went to listen to Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Can we interview him? Have you guys heard that Justin Timberlake released a new song? Oh my gosh, we're dying about it. By Sunday, it's going to be such old news, but um, we haven't listened to it yet. So we're going to actually take a commercial break, pour some more wine, and we're going to listen to it. And then we'll be right back with BRB. our thoughts. This is like instant, right now, our opinion coming at you. Hot, on fire, in fuego, bam, JT. Is that good, Greg? See you soon. <laughs> All right, so we just watched it. Real talk. Filthy. So filthy. I mean, it was kind of at the end when they all got naked. It was a little filthy. I mean, but like, okay, first and foremost, anything Justin Timberlake does, I'm hyped for. Always. I could just, I mean, he could do anything. I completely agree. Justin Timberlake can absolutely do zero wrong in my book. That being said, I think I overhyped myself because it was like, it was okay. That's how I felt. I feel like I have to listen to it a couple times before it's going to, like, get stuck in my head. Right. No, like, the song, I loved. The music video is kind of like, okay, it's a robot dancing. Right. Yeah. Like, that was kind of all it was. Right. But, like, I loved it. What was he saying? Like, what's the hook? Like, haters going to say it's fake? Fake. I like it. I'm like, well, it is a robot, though. But I like it. No, I... I like the line. I love... I love the song already. Yeah. I just, like, the music video... I guess I was, like, so stoked because that first little bit where, like, the robot's, like, walking on thing, I was like, oh crap this is gonna be amazing and then it was really cool yeah i would have I, I don't know the part that freaked me out kind of was like when the the robot was like really lifelike which like i get is like the future of robots but like i didn't like it breathing no i was like no. oh my god that's a person agreed but like a robot but also justin timberlake like, i love it when oh, you dance oh my god like you dancing in the wings is so beautiful Thank i mean that's you. just like all i ever wanted all i ever wanted was an instant reunion Hey, didn't we get one at one of the Super Bowls? We got one at uh, the MTV Music Awards. There it was. And I mean, then, I'll listen, I'll take it. Maybe, fingers crossed, we'll get one at this year's Super Bowl. Hey, man. Wouldn't that be great? I just, I just love, I mean, I love him, so like, by association, I love that video. And it wasn't bad, by any means. No. I just was like, I'm kind of freaked out by robots. I just really want the new album to be out right now. I know. And I it- want to see a lot more Justin Timberlake music videos. And I hope he dances 100%. in all of them because he's such a good dancer. Dude, I'm okay if he just stands in front of the camera and sings to me. Yeah. Like, if there's, like, a ballad, JT, if there's a ballad on there, I'll be your music director. Here we go. Just stand in front of the camera the with your beautiful music eye. The mirror music video. Oh. Oh. Back at me. Oh. So good. I love him. I love him so much. Um... It kind of reminded me of his Future Sex Love Tour album. Agreed. Yeah. That was kind of like the, that's kind of the vibe I was getting. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, uh, hands down. Did I, Chelsea and I became best friends at that concert. Oh my God. Like that, seriously, Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Tour like changed my life in a lot of different ways, but mostly because I met my best friend and because it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. The only time I've ever seen Justin Timberlake live was when I was 11. I saw him in an insane concert. It was great. Oh. I was 11th row, and Joey Fatone oh. flew over me. Dude, Joey Fatone all day, her day. I love Joey Fatone. Joey. I love all of them. NSYNC is the one that, like, I, all of them are great. Oh, I still listen to NSYNC. Every once oh, yeah. in a while, I have, like, a little throwback in my car on my way to work. Hands down. 
So one of these episodes, we're going to have an NSYNC v. Backstreet Boys straight up middle school debate. Right. Nick Carter was having a little bit of drama, so we decided to maybe, maybe push not. it off a little while. Maybe not, yeah. When the waters are cooler, we'll When he we'll figures his ish out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so overall, we liked it. Yeah. It was good. Good job. As Raja and Raven would say on Fashion Photo Review, I gave it a toot. I don't, I don't even know. If anyone knows what that is, please add me. Like, I love it. No? No one? Okay, cool. Well, whatever. Good. I don't care about you guys. Anymore, so it's good. Cool. So do you want to get to know each other? Yeah. Let's get to know each other. <laughs> An intimate evening with Alex and Kristen. Oh, God. Okay, you have to go first since this was your idea. Okay. I'm assuming there's, like, some kind of burning question. No, Are we playing actually. Plead the Fifth? Do we get to plead the Fifth on one? Yeah. Let's do that. Like we're in Andy Cohen's clubhouse. Shout out Andy Cohen, Bravo TV. Love it so Oh my much. God. I just watched him and Anderson Cooper together and I love their friendship so much. I wish they would secretly be married. I know. I love it so much. But I think the two good friends. Like they I don't know. They're not into it. But like they're I'm so into fun. it for them. Me too. Here's hoping. Someday. Um, are you more Anderson or are you more Andy? Andy, 100%. Yeah, I, I'm more I own, Anderson. I own all of Andy's books. I watch all of Andy's shows. Anything that, anytime Andy talks, I, wa- I follow him on Instagram. I watch all of his Instagram stories. Anytime Andy talks for longer than 30 seconds, I'm in it. Like, I'm there. I love it. I okay. Love him. No, um, let's just start with what's your New Year's resolution? Because it's 2018. Um, my New Year's resolution, I think is going to be to start, like, being better at follow-through. Okay. Like, I'm really – one of my major personality flaws, if you don't know me, uh, if you do know me, you're, like, rolling your eyes, is, like, I either – there's a parable in the Bible that, like, there's two sons, and father comes to them – I think – Christians, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a parable, and it's, like, the father comes to the sons and tells both of the sons to, like, plow the field or whatever. And one son says, like, no, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. And he doesn't do it. And the other son is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then he doesn't do it. And it's like, which one is the worst son, right? Because they both didn't do it. But is it worse if you, you say you're going to do it and then you don't do it? And I, that's my – that's, like, my, like, mortal sin is I either say I'm going to do something and then I don't do it or – I flake out, like I say I'm going to do it, and then I make an excuse, or I just straight up don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, or, like, even with myself, like, internally I'll, like, like okay, I'm going to – because, like, my, my thing over the break was, like, I'm going to read a couple books. Like, I have books on, like, typical ADD anxiety person. I have, like, eight books I want to read, mm-hmm. and I've read none of them. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, as much as I said that I love Andy Cohen, like, his biography has been sitting on my – like, shelf to read. Like, I've brought it on every vacation I've been on the last year, and, like, I haven't gotten around to it. It's okay. It's just, like, I have so much I want to do, and I just never do it. Like, I just don't follow through. Like, right. I get, like, distracted, or I get, like, part of it is, like, I don't want to do it because then it's over, and then I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of it is just, like, sheer laziness, and the part of it is, like, something else comes along, and I'm like, oh, squirrel, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'll talk to my therapist about that. <laughs> but that's my New Year's resolution is like I really want to like even if it's just like to my like personal promises to myself mm-hmm. like I really want to do this like follow through so like my, my New Year's resolution is a lot of little resolutions so sweet I like that what's your New Year's resolution my New Year's resolution actually I was thinking about this while we we're sitting here is to act my age I don't I know that sounds weird act your age not how old you are how old you are but not how old you look because you look like you're like 14 years old right um no but Sometimes I feel like college was not that far away. College was like 
a solid seven, eight years ago for See, me. I can't hear that because that's how far, like, high school was, like, ten years ago for me, and I'm, like, freaking out about it a little. No. Okay. So, I got a haircut, and my dad told me that um, it looked age-appropriate for me. Uh-uh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Dude, dads are so low-key brutal, like, though. what does that mean? Dads are so low-key brutal. And then I had um, – a friend slash colleague of mine who told me I looked good for my age. Okay. And I was like, that's Depending a hilarious that- compliment. It was it was met with all of right. a million best intentions was because it I me? look very young. No. Was it me? <laughs> yeah, I'm low-key calling her some out <laughs> passive aggressively. Like, oh. in front of me, how dare you, no, on no, no, our no. own podcast I honestly, that we started together. <laughs> no, I wasn't even offended, to be honest. It was like, because I knew it was met with all the yeah, best intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, that was the first time anything like that has ever been said to me. So then I was like, wow, like, I really am almost 30. Yeah. So I think my biggest flaw is that sometimes I don't feel like, like I see other people that are 30 and I don't feel like that. Well, part of it is because as women, like let's get on our feminist standpoint right now, as women, aging is not the same as it is for men. Like men get more distinguished with age, women like wither and die. And so like, it's actually like, it's a feeling of, I'm actually going through this too because I'm a couple years younger than Alex, but not much. I'm going to turn 27 this year and entering my late 20s is like giving me a bit of a crisis because like it's not the same feeling like it's it's a very scary feeling to feel like you're going to be 30 and in reality I mean we listen to my favorite murder all the time and Karen and Georgia talk about how you know they're they're in their like Georgia's in her 30s and mm-hmm. like she's fabulous and stunning and like right there's nothing wrong with it at all. Like, it's, no, it's you just... actually like, and, and the other thing is like people, I guess it's because part of it comes from like, I associate being old with my parents. Yeah. Same. And like hearing people like Karen and Georgia talk about their age, it's like, whoa, they're really cool. Like I want to be them. Yeah. Oh, I like, they're not that much older than us. You know, it's right. like they're older than us, but not by much. And so it's like, it's okay. You're still going to be cool when you're 30. I think it's also for me that I am not like a step behind, but kind of like a step behind a lot of my friends who are my age um, or a no, little bit older. No, you're a different – you're a different path. You're I'm not a step behind. Yeah, I'm on you're a different, totally path different path. You went like career woman, mega mogul. Right, where a lot of my friends – not to say they don't have careers. They obviously do. But um, they're married and my best friend Allison just had a baby and all these different things. So for me, like I look at them and I'm like, oh, my God, that's adulthood. And because I haven't reached that point yet, I don't, like, necessarily associate that with – or myself or, like, my age with, like, adulthood. Even though, like, I own my own condo and I have a job and, like, all these yeah. things, which are very adult. But, yeah, so that's that's my my goal for this year is to, you know, become a Actually touch age. more maybe independent and adult. Maybe it's less, like, less becoming independent and more, like – like, looking inside yourself and figuring out why you're resisting it. Right. Because I think that you are an adult, and I think that it's not fair to say that you don't act like an adult. I think it's more so, like, what internally is keeping you from fully embracing your dirty 30s. And I will talk to my therapist about that, so. Listen, Alex and I both shamelessly go to therapy, and we're all about it, so don't even don't even come at us. No. Like, I resist it so hard, but when I go, it's, like, the best yoga session of my life oh absolutely I, I mean if I when I become president free therapy for everybody I honestly I really do think I as the United States government so freaking important it's we'll unreal. just put all therapists and psychologists and stuff like that on like retainer for the government like well let's take all that money out of like crazy weird spending we do yeah and like like Donald Trump security 
do. She doesn't need that. No. We'll put it into, I don't know, therapy for everyone. Because yeah. how 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 much did you just like discover about yourself through therapy? Like just in oh terms God. of. No, oh I'm God. just saying like I'm just saying like in terms like how much good would it do everyone? Even if you don't think you need it. Even oh, if no, it's I like think... something silly and stupid that you don't even think is like worth talking about. Like oh, it's, a it's all rooted great. in something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is not supposed to be a therapy podcast. Like, no. That's another, that's another episode. Oh, my God. Okay, ask me a new question. Uh, okay, if you had to pick one of your cats to keep and the other two. I would never. I would never be able to pick. No. Really? I really wouldn't. I make jokes about it all the time. Like, obviously, Ozzy's my favorite because right. he loves me the most. Um, but I could never pick. And actually, it's funny that you bring that up because DA and I are both allergic and we've been talking about, like, if we have kids, like, what if that kid is allergic? Like, what are we going to do? We can't give up our cats. Like, no, you don't have to, to give, give up your kid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just send ship it over to you and Maddie. Like, love it like it's your own. We can't have it. Like, no, but seriously, like, I don't know what we would do. We'd have to shave all the cats and quarantine them or something or buy a house big enough to where the cats and the kid can be in a different room. Right. Because, like, we can't – I can't can't get rid of those cats. Like, we're so obsessed with them. I could not – I could honestly not pick one. No, I understand that. Okay. Also, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would Sushi. Be? Good call. Sushi is the one food that I can literally never get sick of. Or macaroni and cheese. Um, okay. What other interview questions do you have for me? I'm an open book. What was the last show you binge-watched on Netflix? Binge-watched? Probably Mindhunter. Okay. On Netflix. Dia and I are currently watching Deadwood. We're not binge watching it. We're like slowly watching it because it's a lot. Okay. It's not a binge watchable one. But the next show I want to binge watch is actually on Amazon and it's called Man in High Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch it so bad. I've heard about that one. I've heard it's really good. Nice. What was the last show you binge watched? Uh, Broadchurch. Oh, I know. I need to watch it. It was really good. I, um... I don't. It came up as a suggested show for me because all I've been watching, I think, is The Office. So Netflix was like, "Listen, Girl, you gotta you lay need off." Some That's how I'm with Parks and Rec. Um, honestly, oh, I love Parks and Rec. Um, no, but Karen in my favorite murder this week, she said something like, "Oh, you know, like I need to get out of the house because all I did was watch uh, British people solve mysteries for seventy two hours." No joke, I literally did that. I um. It was bad. There's Is eight, Broadchurch British? Yeah. There's oh. eight episodes a season. I finished three seasons in a little over three days, I would say. I was – I mean, I was literally like – I was like, I'll try this. Sure. Cool. So and I watched episode totally one, addicted. two, fine. And then I got to episode three and I was like, I need to know who the murderer is. So I really, really tried in one night to finish a season of Broadchurch. Fell asleep on my couch. Immediately woke up in the morning and started Start watching again. So – uh, there's that. Learned a lot about the British uh, legal system. Very interesting. Oh my gosh. Don't know it. if it's factually accurate, but it was pretty great. I mean, it's on Netflix, so it's got to be. Oh, it was such a good show. Actually, do you know the real last thing I, I binge-watched, which is not fair? Do we count something that I've already seen? Sure. Okay, so I'm obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh. So good. Everything RuPaul touches is gold. I love it. I love it so much. I love everything about it. And it's actually funny. So DA got me, like, DA and I send each other Christmas lists, Mm -hmm. which is not weird. Um, We do it mostly because DA is a pain to buy for. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just easier for us to send each other Christmas lists. Totally. So he got a bunch of stuff on my Christmas list, including my cool Harry Potter ring. That was cool. And one of the, and sometimes DA likes to go off the list. Like he likes to buy things he knows I like. Oh, he goes rogue. So he bought, he bought RuPaul's um, book Mm -hmm. and I'm 
actually obsessed with it, and I love it so much, and I love RuPaul's Drag Race so much. So in Colombia, get this, craziest thing. In Colombia, RuPaul's Drag Race is all on Netflix. Ooh. In America, it's not. Netflix, I'm calling you out. Put it on Netflix right now. I, I binge-watched all of season four in Colombia, like when we had downtime or whatever, uh-huh. like on the plane. I watched all of season four, which is Sharon Noodle season. so good. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet. Like, get on it. Um, but it's so good. And um, I was so stoked to watch season five because season five is one of my favorite seasons. It's got so many good people. Yeah. And then I get back to America and it's gone. No. Can I tell you? I almost broke out in tears. I don't blame you. I love it so much. We bought the newest season. We um, have watch parties with our friends. We go down. We're going. All Star Season 3 is starting in a couple of weeks, and I'm so excited for Trixie Mattel. I hope she wins everything. Oh my but God. Um, we're going to go watch it at, um, I think it's called, I don't know, some bar in Boys Town. James sent me the information. I don't know. I'm just going. But I'm so excited. Is it Sidetrack? Yeah, I think so. Love it. I'm so stoked. It's going to be so good. You may should join us. Yeah, that sounds fun. I love it. So that's actually the last thing I truly binge watch, but I've already seen it. I love it. But I can watch episodes of Drag. I We bought season six, which is Bianca's recent season because I love it so much. Okay. That's how I feel about Project Runway. It's like my guilty that's fair. pleasure. That's fair. I don't know why. I'm, I don't feel guilty at all about Drag Race. I, I don't feel love the, it. I feel guilt for watching Vanderpump Rules and Bravo TV Real Housewives. Yeah. I feel no guilt for watching Drag Race. You cannot, you cannot come for Drag Race. It is – they are – so talented. RuPaul is so perfect in every way. And if you have a problem with him, I will fight you to the death. Well, he's going to be a guest judge on Project Runway oh. All-Star Season 6. Oh, I know. So. I'm going to have to. I will I will watch anything. He, I, I'll watch anything that, that RuPaul's in at oh all. My God. Ever. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, my God. I'm, like, literally, like, a glow. You can't see me, but I'm a glowy. She really is. She really, really is. I love it. And it's so, you know what's so great is me and TA both love it. Like, we watch it together as a couple. That is really nice. It's really cute. And he asks questions, and I usually don't know the answers, and so (laughs) we have to look it up, or ask my Anne or James, and it's just the best. I love it. I love it. And one time, Bianca Del Rio liked my tweet, and I basically pooped my pants. And I took a picture of it, and I put it on Instagram because I was so excited. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, one of the biggest things that ever happened to me. That and Karen Kilgariff liking our tweet is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. You changed our lives. For the better. Serious? So exciting. Um, I don't even know. Okay, I have, it's my turn to ask you an interview question. Yeah. If you could go back in time and meet one person, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I know. I'm really good at this. I would say, actually, I would say Princess Diana. Okay. Oh, yes. Because it's, since it's her anniversary, like, there's so much stuff about her, and I'm like, because I was too little, I think, to fully understand the grasp of it. I was too. We went to Buckingham Palace when I was little, and I swear to God, the whole time I was there, I was like, I just want to be Princess Diana. She was so beautiful, but now more than anything, I appreciate um, the charity and philanthropy work that she did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I thought she was amazing. Well, I didn't realize just how, like, upsetting that whole story was. Like, I was watching this video, and it was like, one, she used to be considered chubby. Yeah. Which, like, if you can't see my air quotes, I'm quoting and rolling my eyes and like, making so a stupid hard. face. Yeah. Like, first of all, she was, like, maybe a size six. She was gorgeous. Maybe. She was tiny and gorgeous and perfect I and loved stunning. Her. So to call her chubby is insulting. Second of all, with the whole thing, like, they got engaged or married or whatever, and then he keeps seeing his mistress. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's, like – 
That's some, like, Elizabethan British royalty crap. Like, come on, man. It is the 90s. Agreed. You can't do that. That's messed up. Then she, like, has your kids, and she's, like, perfect in every way. And, like, I, I just – and then, like, the fact that she basically invented their revenge bod, like, I love it. Because remember, like, the little black dress yeah. thing? She, like, comes – she's, like, okay, fine. Like, you're going to be with your mistress. Like, I'm going to show you how hot I look in this black dress. I'm, like – and the pictures of, like, me? her and Dodie on the beach. Like, she was so hot. Oh, my God. No, her. she's stunning. And she seemed like just such a good person. Yeah, agreed. Like, just a genuinely, like, awesome person. I think that's why people were honestly so bothered by her dying and upset about it. I mean, she was yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. Um, Super sad. So sad. And I, it's like she had small kids. And yeah, like, oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems yeah. so upsetting. And, like, small kids that are the – British royalty, like they're in the spotlight. Those poor kids aren't gonna have a normal life, and then That's to have her without their mom, who's actually seemed down to earth and cool. Yeah, like and she was trying dude. to do so much positive work in the world. Yeah, because yeah. she's oh, a good she's person. So Agreed. But I did a report on her also when I was little. Um, we all had to dress up like uh, the person in history that we were being. Yes. So I had like I would come on uh, came on to do my presentation rather with like a big hat and yes. like I was like hiding from the paparazzi and that was like my entrance oh my god I was so proud of myself but yeah it was really cute oh my god okay so I was it like one of those like penny things like penny theaters or whatever yep so guess who I was who Clea freaking Petra oh hell yeah okay so I had a so here's how dedicated I was First of all, I had the headdress, obviously. Second of all, that was the first time I got to wear, like, real makeup. Like, no I was way. in dance and, like, cheerleading and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I wore, like, you know, stage makeup or whatever. But, yes, like, that was yes. the first time I got to, like, my mom did my makeup and it was really Ooh. cool. And um, it was one of those things where, like, you have a little cup and someone put, you, like, all are scattered around the school. And someone puts, like, a, you know, a penny in your cup and then you come to live and you do, like, a little monologue. Like, oh. hi, I'm Cleopatra and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you tell a story about yourself. It was in fifth grade or something. And I was living. I went all out. I had props. Yeah. I had a snake. At the end of my monologue, I had a snake and then like attached to my neck and then I died like really dramatically. Oh my gosh. I made, not gonna lie, I made like the most money out of the penny arcade. Like nice, I, I nice. did really good. So the funny story about me, so in theater, when I was in high school in theater, I got this reputation for being a dumb blonde. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but um, one of the reasons why I got that was because I told the story of how I was Cleopatra. And um, someone was like, oh, did you, you know, did you have an asp with you? Like, did you die by an asp or whatever? And I was like, no, but I had a snake. And they were like, yeah, dumbass, like, that's the same thing. Like, that's why I'm <laughs> asking you, like, what? That's that's what I mean. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know that that's what that was. And so um, everyone thought I was really stupid. But, I mean – no. Like, like, how this is, like, I was in fifth grade. Like, how's I supposed to know? You weren't. But I was a really good Cleopatra. She is not who I would go back and talk to because, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to know. I bet that situation was real messed up. Like, yeah. as an adult, I can – there's a lot going on there. Agreed. Who would you go back and meet? Um, I think I would go back and meet – honestly, I'm kind of upset. I, I might go back and meet someone like – political okay but like that would they would have to tell me the truth like i want to talk to i don't know maybe i would go back and meet did you ever watch frost nixon no okay so it's a it's a um movie about yes. the yes, frost yes. nixon interviews i might want to talk to like frost 
That would be cool. And like know what really went down because I'm so fascinated with Richard Nixon That's in such cool. a heinous way. Like I know he's he was so heinous, but like I just want to know everything about yeah. that scenario. Or I would go back and meet like a really famous author playwright. I was actually just thinking that. I was thinking of Scott Fitzgerald. Of Scott Fitzgerald or like Arthur Miller who like just recently died. Ooh. But like I would love to know like what he thought about things. Mm-hmm. Or someone really like I don't know, like a like a faint like Martha Washington or someone like just someone that like would have something really cool to like tell me. Yeah. Like Harriet Tubman. I don't know. Like someone that had like a really cool story and like really like a lot of real stuff was going on. Because right. in reality, like, I don't know. I think that we lose sight of the fact that like real stuff used to happen. Like people oh, yeah. losing their mind over like stupid things. People used to deal with real stress. Real, and real hard pressures. The, har- the hardest, listen, real talk. No tea, no shade. The, if the hardest hardship of your life is finding out that Apple's been phasing out their technology, duh. Yeah. Duh. Have you ever owned an Apple product ever? Also, do you live in the real world? Also, Everything like, is based around money. Come on. Yeah. Uh, oh, you think that the tech, the biggest tech, one of the biggest technology companies doesn't phase out their own technology? Of course they do. That's why of my course mom they can't do. have her brick Nokia phone anymore. Hundred <laughs> percent. If if Apple didn't phase their stuff out, we'd be walking around with Gen twos. Agreed. Like seriously, am I pissed? Yes. Am I gonna go pay for a new battery in my phone? Yes. Yeah. But does that mean that I'm surprised? No. Not at all. No, because you know what? You want to hear my real take, my hot take on this? If you want to get off the Apple teat, go buy a Galaxy. Seriously, if you're that mad about them phasing out their technology, do it. But switch the, to PC. The battery in my Galaxy sucked too, so I switched back to iPhone. Of course, because you know what? Lexus. Because batteries aren't meant to run freaking every app you've ever had open, watch, stream stuff all day, check Facebook every five minutes, and that's not how they're meant. To, my God. Agreed. If the battery, they'd be able to do that. You think you could get it in a skinny little iPhone? Get serious. No. Can't get anything being, and that's why technology ran. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, guys. People used to have real problems. Okay, I realize that a lot of people in America, actually, not to downplay them, do have real problems. Yes, not to downplay them at all. But like, if your real problem is your iPhone, the fact that you're mad about Apple phasing its stuff out, okay, agreed. Sorry, we're gonna do a rapid fire round. Okay, Okay. bam, ready. I got like five random questions. Cool, cool, cool. Favorite animal? A whale. Specifically a blue whale. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite artist? What kind of art? Like painting? No, I'm sorry. Musical artist. The Killers. Nice. I didn't know that. I love The Killers. Favorite book? Um, A tie between The Princess Bride, Avi, and uh, The Bronze Horseman. I love it. So good. Um, And your favorite movie? The Princess Bride. Nice. Um, favorite childhood memory? It's a tough one, I know. It is a tough one. I'll say um, a bittersweet one. I think that I didn't appreciate when I was a child and I now appreciate um, just visiting New Orleans and we used to go... Um, to see the lights in the park. Oh. Um, and in, in Christmas time, they would do this really cool light show in the park in New Orleans. And I took New Orleans for granted as a kid because it's like, you know, 
when you visit somewhere, we visited there. My family's all from there. Mm-hmm. We visit there like five times a year. Anytime we got more than a two-day break off school, we were going to New Orleans, which makes total sense because like my parents miss their family. I totally right. get it. Now as an adult, I totally get it. But then I was like, oh, really? We have to go sit with, you know, Mama and Papa and watch whatever Papa wants to watch, like, you know, watch his stories. Mm-hmm. But my favorite childhood memory would probably be driving through um, this park, the lights in the park of New Orleans with my grandpa. Um, and just like, you know, fishing, he had a koi pond in his backyard and he used to let us fish in it and we get to throw him back and stuff. It wasn't real, but like, you know, and I think that stuff like that you take for granted when you're totally. a kid and you don't really appreciate. And like back then, like I, my grandpa died, my, my two died when I was like, you know, 10, I really didn't have many memories of him. And if you, you know, if you appreciate, you don't appreciate that until it's gone, I think. And I so I think my agreed. favorite childhood memories were. Now, they weren't my favorite childhood memories when I was a child. I think now looking back on them, like, any time I went to New Orleans and got to be with my family. Very sweet. Probably. Okay. Rapid fire back. Okay. How did you start? Favorite? Animal. Animal. Tiger. Oh, my God. That's my my favorite land animal. Really? (gasps) I knew we were best friends. Oh, my God. Tigers are so freaking cool. I love them. Tell me why. I I don't know. know. I love them. They're so cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, all cats of prey are really cool. Agreed. They're all beautiful. And, like, terrifying. Yes. I. You know why our favorite's tiger? Let's be real. Aladdin. Obviously. Raja. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite color? Purple. Purple's a good one. I like, oh, I'm wearing purple. Yeah. Um, favorite artist? Band. The Black Keys. <sighs> I love them so much. We'll have we'll have a conversation about that when we get off air. Why you don't like them? I used to work in a ticket sale place, and I can say with one hundred percent confidence, Black Key fans can definitely be kind of jerks. I have phone. no doubt. I've seen them twice live, and I would have been insane if I didn't. I know get my a lot tickets. of really nice Black Key fans. I know a lot of really not nice Black Key fans. They're the best band of all time. Okay, what was the fourth one you asked me? Um, Favorite book? book? Anything by David Sedaris. Is he the comedy guy? Yeah. So we were supposed to read him in our book club. I didn't read him his uh, his book, but I heard it was, I mean. there He's amazing. Okay. I'll have to read one. Yes. Um, what was your favorite childhood memory? Um, <laughs> mine was also kind of sad. I feel like yours got, like, bittersweet. Mine well, it's because, like, when you're, it's totally different when you're a child. When you're a child, it's, like, Christmas morning, hands down. Or your birthday, hands down. Oh, no. No, I totally agree. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I actually... For me, um, my aunt and uncle used to have a house in London. They had a flat. And we went over there. My sister was like 11 months, and I was, I think, I don't know, eight, I guess. Um, but so we went to London, and we had this amazing time. It was really sweet. Um, my aunt and uncle were like, they doubled kind of as grandparents because we bought, lost our grandparents really young. Um, yeah, and, and your like, mom's like the baby, right? Right. So they were like the oldest – um, my mom's oldest sister and her, the matriarch and the patriarch her husband. Family. Right. And they were oh my God, I I loved my uncle so much and he's not with us anymore and it's really sad for me. But anyways, um so we then took the channel to Paris, which was hilarious for a few reasons because um I was totally fine on the channel, but right as we were getting off, I got super motion sick. Like it all caught up with me. Oh no. And I threw up on my aunt, like in her purse. And this is the second time I've done this to her. My poor aunt, she is the freaking best person in the entire world. I love her more than anything. And um, she took me to Disney World when I was little, too. When I was, like, three. 
And we got off the Dumbo ride and I threw up in her purse too. <gasps> <laughs> like so, so bad. I don't know why she still loves me, but. Um, You're so, pretty cute. So I've done it to her twice. And then um, my aunt and uncle, we, yeah, we took the channel to Paris. And so we were, we went into the Louvre and my sister and my uncle stayed back. She was in a stroller. So they were chasing pigeons when we got out, like with a stroller. And it was just like the cutest memory of all time. But my mom has a picture in her house now of all of us um, in front of the Dickens house. It's like my full family. And oh, it's just, I saw it the other day and I like actually got like kind of teary eyed because it's, it's just really sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favorite memories and I wish my uncle was still here, but it's okay. But now looking back, I'm glad that we have those because it was awesome. Well, and if you think about it, the people that aren't with us anymore, they inform who we are as people. So they live on through our actions, right? A thousand percent. And so. I, I fully believe in ghosts and my uncle was like not messing around. So I know that he's up there definitely looking out for me. So yeah. I appreciate that. I was, yeah, he was like a surrogate father, grandfather, all the above. So he meant a lot to me. But anyways, so that was my favorite childhood memory. Oh, okay. Now, what's your pick of the week? We gotta get this happy again. Like we we're do. So, I know this has been so like heinous. such a therapy episode. Um, okay, my pick of the week. <laughs> Actually, speaking of my uncle, I don't know why, but I think of the moon when I think of him, and I don't know why. I think it's just because it's always there, kind of like doing freaking awesome, right? So I like look up sometimes on my balcony. Like I'll just be sitting out there, just like decompressing, and I'll look up and like the moon is like gorgeous, and I like just sit and kind of like stare. So I mentioned this to my sister, and I was. she was like, why do you like the moon so much? And I said something, like, stupid in the moment. I was like, because it's constant, which, like, is the stupidest thing I've ever said. No, and first I realized of all, that. first of all, the moon is really important. It controls our tides. Do you like having t- tides, ma'am? Second of all, the moon is beautiful. Third of all, we've been there. Right. Which is cool. I agree. I just love it. I don't know why. Because the moon's great. Don't don't feel bad about loving the moon. The moon's great. Anyways, so my sister got me um, for Christmas a moon lamp. And I, I, like, love it. And she meant it as a joke, but it it actually is very thoughtful coming from my sister. She's a lot younger than me, and she's, like, kind of a brat sometimes. Yeah. But, um, but no. It doesn't matter how old younger they are. They're all brats. I know. But it's actually really cute. It's, like, a night lamp, and you just, like, touch it, and it turns on, and then you can, like, make it dimmer and brighter. But I I love it. Yeah. So that's my pick of the week, my moon lamp. My pick of the week is going to be really space-related, too, which is weird. So I like it. when I grew up, uh, we're from Houston, which, if you know, Houston, I have a problem. We live right by NASA. <laughs> like, literally, I drive when I go home, I drive by NASA every time I need to go, like, get my nails done and go get Starbucks with my mom. Like, it's insane. Love it. And I never fully appreciated um, – I mean, it's like growing up with NASA in your backyard. You're like, oh, yeah, it's NASA. Right. But um, I don't know why, but I drove past it um, this last time I was home – and um, it's just really cool. Like, yeah. I, I think it's oh because God, I haven't yeah. been home in a while. But I was just like, wow, like NASA's there. And right now, I think they have some kind of, like, special magical telescope there. I don't know. Like, so because it's NASA, like, they have all kinds of things, like, on display that are, like, really cool, like, they get. Right. And um, there was some kind of, like, special thing on display there. And it's just, um, it's just really cool. And And the work that NASA does is cool. And, like... Space is cool and totally. Um, Space is awesome. So yeah, I don't know. If you're ever in Houston um, or the Clear Lake area, you should 100% go check out NASA. It is really neat, and you get to like go see the control deck and like Houston. I have a problem, and it's um, 
It's really cool. Very cool. NASA's my pick of the week. Yay, NASA! My okay. The last thing I'm gonna say about space because I thought it was really cute. Oh, I hate it, space. So, we talk about space all the time. Um, I have a little cousin who's four. Super cute. And um, <laughs> Maddie like was um holding him, and he was like, "Do you want to go to space?" And he was gonna like or outer space. And he was gonna throw him in the air, and he was like, "No, I don't like outer space." And Maddie was like, "How about just space?" And he was like, "Yeah, space is cool." <laughs> I was like, it was so cute. That's really cute. So. Kids are so cute. Yeah. No, space is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Well, so funny story about space. Um, when we were growing up, so like astronauts were like our friends' parents and like our Sunday school oh, teachers wow. and like well because we're we live by NASA like right we live in Houston like that's where the astronauts lived and um, <laughs> sorry my cat just hissed at Alex such a jerk shocking um I know right. And um, so we had an astronaut come in and speak to us, like, every year, basically, in school, which I thought was totally normal. Right. I didn't realize until I was older that, like, oh, not everyone gets to, like, meet astronauts every day. Um, and they were talking about space. And I have always been terrified by empty, vast things. Like, the ocean scares me, even though I love yeah, it. Yeah, agreed, I actually. I love it. Totally I'm obsessed agreed. with ocean animals. I'm obsessed with ocean creatures. I'm obsessed with the ocean itself. Like, I could never go scuba diving. No. Like, I can never go into space. No. It's just too vast and scary. Right. And the way that the astronaut was explaining it, I was, like, getting anxiety, like, listening to oh, it. No. Because, like, it's crazy. One, you can't breathe. Like, you're to- like, you think it's scary to go into an airplane? Right. You're going into a, at- like, a completely atmospheric, like, nothing is there. Yeah. I couldn't handle a submarine. I, I no. like, freaked out. Oh, my God. Of course not. Because, like. No. You- I, for some reason, maybe it's a claustrophobia in me, but, like, if I can't breathe somewhere, I'm not going. No. No. I like air. I, 100%. <laughs> and I don't want to rely on some stupid little pack on So scuba diving people? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's what, that episode of Case Files that I made oh, you listen to? yeah. That's what got that's me in a so case file. That's so messed up. Yeah. It's so terrifying. Not into it. No, ma'am. No. So anyway, space, final <laughs> frontier. It's really cool, but it's also really scary. Leave it to the professionals that are trained in Houston, Texas. Oh, my God. So now that you've gotten to know us. <laughs> After 10 episodes, I'm glad you finally got to know us, guys. <laughs> we're probably a little crazier than you thought. Maybe a touch deeper than you Listen, thought. Listen, new year, new you, babe. Regardless. No, say, new year, Live your life. Us. All we, the above preach onto them <laughs> preach onto them okay so when i went to school in oklahoma there was a church called i'm not shitting you preach unto them jesus that was the name of the church so me and my friends we always say that to each other like preach unto them jesus i can't so good great preach. thank you you know you're welcome and go i think that you stars. go stars <laughs> All right, well. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Seriously, like, not a joke at all. Not a joke. We not need... a laughing matter. <laughs> this is not a joke, people. We are a serious, groundbreaking, investigative journalist podcast, and we will have no shenanigans here. We are having none of it. None of it. No, but seriously, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. Please. It really matters. Please, please. Please, please. Also, please comment our Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, I mean, like, guys, it's starting to hurt our feelings. Like, we're trying to be cool about it, but, like, 
do you not like us? Yeah, we're starting to get the impression that you guys don't like us. And honestly, the reality of it is, if you don't like us, we're still going to do this. So you're not going to stop us. <laughs> you're completely we're still going to do We are underestimating how vain we are. We are just narcissistic enough to where we will make these puppies. We will make these things until the cows come home. Oh, speaking of cows coming home. I'm sorry. I can't believe. I keep getting so distracted. So my brother was listening to the episode he was in. And he was like, dude, I have such a heavy accent. Yeah. He's like, I really didn't think I did. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, dude, seriously, try listening to yourself every week. Yeah. Like real talk. It's no, Austin crazy. Sounds super southern. I mean, but the funny thing is to me, he doesn't. Like to me, that's just normal. I know. I, and to you, you don't either. I really don't though. Greg, do I? What? No, I don't. I really don't. We'll take. Can we take a Twitter? Can we take a Twitter poll and find out if I sound southern? Yes. Because I don't think I do. If they respond to us, sure. Hey guys, respond to our Twitter Calling poll. Calling you out. Oh, Greg told me I'm not supposed to cover my mouth when I'm at the mic, but I just did it anyway. Haha, <laughs> Greg, you're not my real dad. You can't tell me what to do. Greg, are we trending yet? No. And we never will be if you. Jerks don't rate, review, and subscribe. Just kidding. Cut that out, Greg. That was me. Okay. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Bye.